0: Mm. mm
1: Um, when we look at the moment, the times this morning, it has been quite different. Those that have experienced something like um, rain or maybe uh, a drizzling of some rain in the morning. But thank you so much for tuning in. We are so much, we are so much uh, happy to see you and um, so happy to have received you once again. This is such an awesome time and awesome moment. We thank the Almighty God. Thank you for joining in. We love you so, so much. As we are coming in, let me just do it in this way as we are waiting for our friends. perspective. In my life, I call it just a perspective because always I do this uh, over and over and over and over just to show as a kind of a perspective what should be, what may be, what could be uh, your thinking, what could be your take. There are so many things in life that we may think about that we can take on or maybe carry out and uh, we don't know exactly what may be the result. But there is something I just want to uh, share with you this evening before even I go into any other father, maybe in also something else, but uh, he said that it is impossible to please everyone and that is especially true when you are trying to change things. The message of Jesus called for change. When we bring the same message to the world, we can expect problems. Indeed that happens every time. Whenever we try, we want to preach the gospel, we want to share the gospel with some people. They end up chasing us away, they end up even calling us different names, nicknaming us, calling us things that even are not there. Even which, things that we cannot we've never thought of. <laughs> but that's how they do things, that whenever you temper to preach the gospel, you have to face the consequences. There are consequences that we face, because the world do not want to hear the truth. People do not want to hear what exactly the Bible says. Because we are so much taken in listening to what we want to listen. We want to hear what we want others to tell us. We no longer want to hear what the Bible says, we no longer want to hear what the truth says, but we just want to follow exactly what for us we think that is supposed to be right. Because we want to fulfill our fresh desires. Therefore, the message of Jesus called for change. When we bring the same message to the world, we can expect problems. We might wonder why anyone would be against justice and love or compassion and forgiveness. But we see evidence all the time of people who try to resist. People they invest in uh, for going to buys People investing to go for engineering, going to different places which are not beneficial. When it comes to truth, when it comes to the love of God and declaring the justice of Christ, that's when you see that people do not want to hear, do not want to listen. That compassion that Christ has showed us, the forgiveness. In all the, the, the ministry of Christ Jesus, when he was preaching, he was always emphasizing several things. And some of the things that he was emphasizing, that please, people, come back to me, I will come back to you. Please, may you turn away, purify your hearts. May you clean your hands so that you can come and repent. So God, oppressed oh Christ Jesus, is emphasizing forgiveness, is emphasizing repentance for the sake of forgiveness. There's no way how we can get forgiveness when we have not confessed, when we have not accepted, and really we are sinners. The Bible tells us in Romans that we are sinners, no one is righteous. All of us, we came short of God's glory, and that's why we need a Savior. But right now, or maybe these days, people don't want to hear that. They don't even want to know. But we see evidence all the time of people who try to resist. That's true. People resist every time, every time and every time. They don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. When you say that this, you supposed to, things are supposed to be done, no, they have their own. what we think. In other words, we take the position of Christ. We take the position of God, of being the judge, the judges, of being the people who decide who is supposed to be forgiven, who is supposed to receive justice and mercy. Even the state. Sometimes it has no that authority to do that. It has to follow the laws Certainly, it can extend justice to people. But again sometimes it fails and it ends up when it has given justice. Uh, not winter has not given injustice justice. Rather went as just practiced injustice. Therefore, sometimes these things happen. There is a need for some people to see punishment that seems more like revenge than justice. It seems that no one is interested in mercy. Just talked about forgiveness, going the extra mile, not returning violence with violence. Does that look like in the community you live in? If so, I want to move there because it doesn't look like mine. The community where I come from, that's the kind of a way of life that people live. They want to extend justice to whoever they want. Friendship, favoritism, they don't even care. The only thing they care about, who knows you. Right now, when we go to the world of work, or maybe when we go to vocation world, or vocation system, or maybe vocation sector, it's not about who wants you to work in an office. For you to acquire a certain job, even if it is at what level, they are supposed to be someone who knows you. If there's nobody who knows you, that's when you start. There's no opportunity. There's no chance for you to have a vocation, or to have a work, or maybe a job opportunity. You must have someone in the government who knows you. You must have someone who is big to who knows you, so that then you can be really given that opportunity. When we try to turn this around, I guess we shouldn't be surprised when people turn against the prophets of our time. Because now, when they bring the word of God, when you preach the word of God, they call you the first prophet. Because you are, are pointing and pinning on what exactly they are doing, Weaknesses that they are experiencing, the challenge that circumstances Always happen in life. People think that they can handle them according to their own way, but that's not the way how it is. That's not the way how it is. God's is will must prevail. It also shouldn't surprise us that people don't want to get involved and keep their heads low because they don't want to get hurt. Always they want to comfort themselves, they want to sustain themselves and they want to console themselves because that is what they do. So when you come and you talk about truth in their lives, sometimes truth, the Bible says that the word of God is like two-edged sword that it pierces both sides. So this side and the other side, and that's why they end up having that. So they cannot even accept and even believe. They don't want to be hard, they want always to be right, perfect. They think that they can make things the way how they want. From the beginning, the book of Genesis, a mankind has been so so stubborn, because always we want to be on our self-ray, we want to be on our self we want to be on our self-friendly. When we read in the book of Judges, that's when we see, even when it of judges, you can see whatever, all the scandals that happened when we come to book of first Samuel, that's we see all the scandals that happened, and the people reached at a moment, and they were like no God, why don't you, and they were telling the um, uh, prophet why don't you why don't you choose, why don't God give us a, a, a king who is a human like us a person that we can see, how can we be there and be led by someone who we cannot even see. He's just speaking, we just hear from you guys that I said it is, and this. No, we need a king who is like us, a human king. So, all along, a man wanted to have what you call a self-leadership, but always God was emphasizing that you should not worship any other God but a God So, whenever we divert from that, that's when we're planting something else and which is not by the proper. So, to spread the good news takes courage. But if we persevere, eventually there will be people who will listen and the world will become a more loving place. If at all, that is already recognized. Let us pray as we are opening up. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this evening. Uh, give us courage to work for change and bring more the kingdom alive in the world. And may you lead us in everything that we are doing because we cannot perform anything apart from that can give us the grace and we'll be able to sustain at all levels. Otherwise, without you, there's no way how we can make it a place. But by your grace, we are likely to win. We are likely to win. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, we want to appreciate God for this evening. <laughs> Otherwise, if it wasn't Him, they of to say even at this level but it has been God's grace yeah, it has been God's grace Um, today there is something that I want to share with you we are trying to know um, God's will, knowing God's will that is our theme this this night and um, by the time we shall finish the service of course we shall be have gotten to know what really God's will is and as far as Gandhi's. will is, but again, there is something else that I would like to extend is all about uh, sending my sincere appreciations. Um, there is Ferris, you see, there is Gregory Thank you so much for joining this evening. uh If at all you would like to say something, you can just tap on Ask for Anyone. When you look at your interface, when you look on your phone, there at your interface, there is that Ash one call in. When you tap on it, yes, I'll just let you in. to Just to show you here that I already, um, that already I'm, 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 I'm seeing you here so like that you can, yeah, you can feel free to call in and you get life and you talk, and the entire nation shall be listening to you. This is what we are going to share today. Let's see what exactly we would like to know today. First of all, the thing that I would like to introduce is all about God's way. How, in this way? I'm trying to get my notes here. I've gotten it. But, uh Knowing God's will is not simply a vehicle for finding the right vocation for life as well. While well, a vocation is important. It's only a small part of God's will. So the will of God is for everyone to live in such a way as to bring honor and glory to God. For different people, God may have different things in mind, but we must continue in God's words that we can make clear to us what His will is for us. We must also be still, listening and know that He is God. If you like, these notes are going to be said afterwards after this show. But we are looking. Even there is a scripture that we can quote, which is in the book of uh, Deuteronomy. Yeah, it is in the book of Deuteronomy, and uh, it says that God has been plans for us, plans to do us good, not plans of doing us evil, but plans of People. For he knows our hearts, for he knows our minds, for he knows everything that's going on in life, and that's why we have to put our trust in him as the faithful God, is a most and gloriously loving one who cares, who's always there, who's always there for us. In all circumstances, so we should know God is will. Sometimes we pray, sometimes we believe God to do certain things, sometimes we believe God because. We want some things to to happen instantly. We want things to happen immediately. Of which sometimes it might not be like how it is. Sometimes we pray. The Bible says that we pray are not being given. That is the book of church. We pray are not given. It's because we don't know how to pray. And even when we pray, we pray in vain always we pray with our fresh desires, with our heart desires we are not letting God giving him the space, giving him the opportunity to do his will. we feel like we want things then, then and then we feel like we want that then and then no compromise, no whatever we feel like we want things then and then but in actual sense that's not the way how things has to be believe, that's what the Bible says, that when you pray, believe that whatever you pray for has come to its fulfillment. We should not need to give God a, a command. We are not commanding God to work in our lives, but we are requesting God to work in our lives, to perform in our lives according to his will, not according to our desires. The Bible says that he knows our desires and He's ready to fulfill them according to his will. Nothing happens in our lives just for the sake of anything, not because just for nothing, but everything happens in life for this, for the, for the, for God's will, for the purposes that God has towards our lives. There's no way how we can wake up in the morning and begin to criticize God. We have not that right. We must make His will to happen in everything that we are doing, whether academics, whether in our work, our workplaces. Whether in our vocational sectors, whether in any sector, government sectors, job opportunities, and at any level. It is our responsibility for us to pray, and it is our responsibility for us to wait upon the living God. He says that testing always produces testing of faith. Testing of our faith always produces patience. Always we forget that element of patience that when God tests our faith, that when we find ourselves being tested by faith, because the Bible says we should not say that God has tested me, because God does not test for evil. No, not death is tempted, but God can test, God can test our faith. So during the moment of test for our faith, it produces patience. That's when God requires us that element of patience in our lives. So if we do not take heart, then we are going to end up when we are already, Annoyed and being pissed off, getting embarrassed about God just because we are lacking the element of patience according to his work. But again, remember the Bible says God is not so quick at working and he's not so slow at working, he's there, he's modulate, he's the only one that knows at what time he's going to do something ABCD in your life. So for you for us, we have no right. God, that this is what I want, please do it to me. Then and then, one and one. No, we pray, we inform God. Prayer means the communication unto God, a relationship that we create with God. Because we have the relationship with the Father, we pray for Him, or we pray to Him with all heart that is humble and with all heart that is committed. And with, with perseverance and with an element of patience and we wait upon Him. Patience means waiting upon God. Yes, I prayed for this something. I am believing God to receive this. I believe in God to have this thing. So that's when patience comes in. That's when patience comes in. It's a requirement. It's a requirement in the, in the life of a Christian. Patience is a requirement in the Life of a Christian, and it is so much emphasized and it is so much related, therefore, ladies and gentlemen, we have to think about that. we have to think about that indeed in the same way, we need to understand that uh, patience goes with what we call obedience, because what we are believing in is what we obey to. You cannot say that you are believing in God and you do not obey to what He says. The Bible says that those who say that they love me. They should obey my commands. They should be ready to fulfill my command. They should be ready to... What are the commandments of God? Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And another command, worship only God. No any other God you should worship apart from only God. Love your neighbors, love yourself. He's always emphasizing love, 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 love. Patience, love, love and kindness are all good fields. But the major one and the Bible said, the greatest one is love. God is emphasizing love, because with love, you cannot hurt someone. With love, you cannot divert and do something wrong because all because what you love you always make sure that you obey it. You make sure that you make it happy. You make sure that you make you make sure that everything that you're doing towards that thing that you love, it Is always happy and you are on that level of knowing what you're doing. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we talk about that's what we we, we, we need and what we are And God is requiring us for that. We should be loving people. We should be loving people. We should love people. We should love people. We should love God. Another thing is that when I've talked about because I've talked about patience, I've talked about faith, patience, uh, in the will of God, and again I talked about obedience and I'm talking about love. So those are the four things. But when our faith is tested, it produces patience. And this patience is always required of us to be obedient. And once we are obedient to this, we love what we are obeying to. So you cannot be obedient to something that you don't love. You submit to what you love. You submit to what you respect. You submit to what you believe in. As Christians, we believe in Christ Jesus. That's why we have that capacity. say, that's what the Bible says we cannot say that we love our friends, we love our neighbor when we do not love when that we love God when we do not love our neighbor our neighbor has to be the sign or an example that shows that really we love God because the love of God in a practical way it is exhibited in what we do to people who are near us it is practically evidenced and even showed and revealed by the people around us, what we do, our conduct, our speech, the way how we handle ourselves in society and people that we connect with in life. That's how we are going to exercise that love, and that's when we are most with we love God. He speaks and tells the disciples that when I was in prison, you came and visited me. When I had no what to put on, you gave me what to put on. When I had no what to drink, you gave me what to drink. You gave me what to, drink, to eat, and you dressed me up. So they had to in him. Why? How could this come? Because we never see me in the prison, and we came to visit you. told them that whatever you do to the list of this, book, you are doing it for the Lord. You are doing it for me. In other words, love practically is exhibited amongst the people of God, because all oh, people are belonging to God. You, are a child of God, the Bible says in the Book of John one verse twelve that we are children of God. Those who do receive Him. That was an opportunity given to us, the authority for us to be the children of God. That's why I'm saying that whatever we do to our brothers and sisters, whatever we are doing to the list of people. In other words, we are obeying to the commandment of love that Christ has gave us. In other words, the faith that we put in that produces patience, and that patience with all that perseverance. That's when we see the result of obedience, because we obey to do what Christ tells us, and that exhibits the love that we have for God. But again, if we go on and we do not do such, we cannot wake up in the morning and we say that we love God. There we are deceiving ourselves. We need to be real Christians. We need to be real believers that not just are hear as of the word, but doers of the word. What Bible tells us to do, it's what Christ requires us to do. then, once we start doing it practically, we put it in practice. We do it with actions. As faith cannot stand without action. And it is there. That's the same way that we need to exhibit our love by doing, by extending charitable work to the people, to the needed, extending the love to the needed uh, by giving them what is needed, uh, 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 reaching out to them, evangelizing. Reaching, go to do, encouraging them, exhorting them, uh, giving them courage, talking to them, and finding ways how we can even support them in life in terms of the needs that they have. That is, if at all we are at that level and we have that capacity to support them. But if we do not do that and we see that we love, then we are just wasting our time. That love is already dead. Love which is acceptable, the love which is effective, that is the love with works, the faith which is expected, that is the faith with works, the patience which is effective, that is the patience with obedience, because you obey to what you believe in, and without believing, Christ, there is nowhere how you can start to have faith in Him, and there is nowhere how you can say that you love Him. Therefore, God's will must prevail in our lives, we allow God take the full control because he's the ultimate controller of the universe and the author of everything that we see in this life. So we must recognize him by showing him love, leaving other gods, leaving other things that we have time to be gods in our lives. For instance, the materialistic things, money. The Bible said we cannot serve God at the same time and we serve money. We should not let money to be God in our lives, but we should use money for the work of God. We should use money for the purposes of God's kingdom, for the purposes of the gospel, for the purposes of the evangelism. We need to be very active and effective in whatever that we are doing. Not just doing, but we need to be very keen. What are we doing? And that that we are doing, is it really corresponding to what the Bible tells us to do? Are we in line with love? Are we in line with obedience? Are we in line with the patience? Are we in line with faith? And that faith and everything that we've mentioned, are we in line to do practical ways? Are we ready to apply things that are going to show that really we love God by extending charity, by extending that love to the rest of people surrounding us in the community, people in the society, people in the churches, people in Islams, people in the streets, and in so many other places? respect even to older people, respect to elder people. That is part of obedience. That is part of love. That is part of letting God's way to happen. We should not think of ourselves to be always great. But we should think of having that we should think of having what we call the rival We believe that love and we let it and we let it a precipitated event, instant, and uh, no, no, effectively and deeply, for the benefit of, uh, for the benefit of the God's kingdom, for the benefit of God's kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I will go to request to you, uh, Jonas. Uh, oh, this is a yeah, you call in that I can can tap on here and I receive you if you are right please you can call it and then I can receive you here as I'm continuing to finish up with this I would like to read for you something near here, something small here so again tap on that request that you've sent you've called in but again tap on what that you can come live
0: now your life. You can soak up, sir. How are you today? Thank you, thank you. How has been your day? The day okay. has been good and has been said earlier for today. It was somehow cold but to glorify God in everything. Yeah. By God is grace. We believe that God is
1: faithful and uh, we still have the chance uh,
0: to go on and do
1: what is uh, supposed to be. A big thing. For, that book, for that purpose, in just like a few seconds, as you prepare preparing to take us ahead, let me do it uh, in this way. By God is grace. I that Thank you for coming, everybody. I love you so much. Picture this, an eight-year-old kid growing up in Georgia, having a hard time with the world that he was seeing. Coming home from school, scared to death and always wondering what kind of mood his dad would be in. That kind of home can do a number on you Mom and Dad broke up And I guess I broke too I grew up thinking nothing good could ever come From a story like mine But who changed a broken dream Into a life I know, uh,
0: uh, mm. and of I am
1: have Another kind of, uh, kind of thing. But uh, God, I would like to take when this opportunity Mr Wilson Just uh, to have a, a simple Understanding about uh, God is well Yes, what can you say about God is well uh, In just these few minutes that we are happy. Yes, brother Wilson uh.
0: Okay, thank, you. thank you again for this wonderful opportunity which has been granted over to me. You know, sometimes we sit back and try to think about what God wants us really to be doing for Him. We try to figure out different ways of how we can match or we can understand what God really wants us to do. So we try to look for different ways. We try to look in our passions, our desires, our talents so that we may really understand what really God wants us to do. But what I came to realize is that knowing God's will is not simply like you getting a vehicle from your home to go look for a job or a career somewhere so that you may be able to sustain your life. So, though, leader some needs which we need. Of course, we need to have a job, we need to but it is just a small part of what really God wants us to do. Though sometimes we see career as the most important thing, you try to work hard so that you may have something to support your life, to support the people around you, but that is just a tip of an iceberg of what God wants us to do. So for us to really know What God wants us to do or understand God's will. It is something which we need first sit back and think about it. Pray, of course, we cannot know it by our own knowledge, but we need the Spirit of God to lead us through that. So, the will of God is just for everyone, for every individual. It's not for selected people, but it is for every individual, everyone who is living, whether it's a non believer is a believer, but he, his will for us is that we may glorify his name in whatever we are doing. I just like the verse with, in First Corinthians 10, verse 1, which says that whatever you do, whether eating or drinking, or everything you are doing, do it for the glory of God. So I came to realize that God is main purpose for creating humanity creating man was for us to live a life that glorifies him in whatever we do in our speech in our conduct and in everything we do the way we fellowship him the way we worship him is all we are eating we are having companies with other friends are we glorifying god so it quite challenged me that whenever i'm going to do something or any decision I'm going to make, even if I'm going to look for a career, I first think about it and I say, hmm, if this is what I want, then where is God? How is it going to glorify God? Take an example. Me personally, I'm a teacher. But how I already think, how can I use my teaching profession to, to glorify God? By the way, is it that God really wants me to be teaching just teaching Outside the Bible, all he requires of me to teach both academic and his word. So, there are things I think about when I'm going to Dan. I think, what God does God really want me to be doing? So, I always ask myself, how, how do I know what is will in my life? That is a crucial thing for every individual to ask himself or herself, but how do I know what is will? For sure, it is really quite challenging for us to. know what god wants us to do how to be doing so we come up with a question asking ourselves how do i know what do you really want me to do so i tried to do some analysis on this and i came up with this that one knowing God's will for your life have to first believe in jesus christ failure for you to believe in jesus christ then there is no way you will know God's will for life. Because living in Jesus Christ is a reconciliation of a relationship that was broken between man and God when Adam sinned. So after Adam sinned, we lost that relationship with God. We can no longer have, we didn't have access to God because of the sin that is within us. So God sent Jesus Christ his only begotten Son. When we believe in Him, we shall be saved. We shall be reconciled to Him. So, through Jesus Christ, we have the access to the Father. We are reconciled to the Father. So, when we are reconciled to the Father and we can talk to Him, it is better for us to know God's will. So, failure to accept this gift of salvation, failure to acknowledge this, then we are receiving judgment for ourselves, and then we shall not be saved. I like the verse Jesus said to the Pharisees in Matthew 7, 21 and 22. He said unto them that not everyone who says, Lord, 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 will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of the Father. I point to note the that. Not everyone, we are very many, we have very many religions, we have very many people who do acknowledge God, who believe in him, assuming so they all believe in him. So that. But not everyone who says, Lord, the Lord, who performs miracles, who worships God, will enter the kingdom. Jesus was very, was very critical when he was bringing this. He said, it's to only those who do the will of the Father. So, even if you believed in Jesus Christ, even if you believe in God and do worship, but you do not exercise the will of the Father, it is clearly known to us that you will not be able to enter the kingdom of God. Then the scripture goes ahead to teach us that God, God's will is for everyone to be sanctified. As Paul was addressing the Church of Thessalonians in 2 the Thessalonians 2 13 to 17, where I was telling them how God foreknew us before even this foundation of the world was made, that through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and our faith in Jesus Christ, we are drawn close to Him. And even He says in first Peter 3 9 that He does not will any of us to perish but he was so patient with us so that we may repent and have access to him and we all have eternal life so God's will for us is that we may believe in him, we may be obedient to him we may may be submissive to him so if we do submit to his commands if we love him because Jesus said if you love me then you will observe my commands so if we love God, if we really have that sincere love for him, then we shall be able to obey his commands. And do, in doing so, we shall be able to understand God's will for our lives. We shall have that close relationship with him so that he will manifest to us, he will give to us what he really wants us to be doing for the glory of his name. As he has said, that his main purpose is for us to live a life that glorifies his life. Then the other thing is when the children of Israel were coming from slavery and they were going to the promised land, God gave them directions. God them God gave them laws to followed and regulations. And he said in the book of Deuteronomy 29, 29, that what the secret things which have not been known unto you are for but whatever has been revealed to you, is for you and your children. So, that's in the ancient days, like, before Christ came, God used to speak to the people of Israel, or to the believers by then, through prophets, through revelations, and through visions. But now, on this civilization we are living in, God has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ, that we have everything, that through Jesus Christ, we are able to know the Father. As Jesus himself said that, if you know me, then you know the Father. But if you don't know Jesus, then you don't know the Father. So for last, the mystery has been known to us that through Jesus, we can know the Father. So failure for us to understand Jesus, failure for last to observe, to know Jesus' personality in our lives, then we shall have No way of knowing the body's will for our lives. Whatever we shall be doing will be out of our own desires, out of our own passions. We shall end up doing things that satisfy our flesh, that satisfy our desires. Take an example. You may be having. Of singing, but that is not what God wants you to do. Maybe having a passion of preaching, but that is not what God wants you to do. So, for you, period, to have this close relationship with Christ, you'll go ahead and do that so that you satisfy your own heart, you satisfy the desire of your life, and you end up working in vain. So, on that day, when the Lord comes, you'll be among other people whom will, who will say that didn't we do miracles in your name? Didn't we heal people in your name? And it is it will be absurd when Christ said that go away from me for I do I didn't know you. So brethren, let's come to realize let's come to know Christ in our lives, because Christ is the way to the Father, is the way the truth and the life. No one can go to the Father. This current generation, as the gospel we are preaching, that was viewed, what that was brought by Christ. The gospel of Christ is work at the cross we are preaching today. If we acknowledge it, if we believe it, if we trust in it, then we shall have access to the Father. But failure to, to observe that. There is no way we shall understand the Father, and there is no way we shall understand the Father's will for our lives. So, the Bible talks about various ways of how we can know God's will in our lives. But there are situations there are times we feel when we are overwhelmed, when we feel that we are left alone. We don't don't feel the presence of God in our lives. We don't feel that God is really working in our lives. So, we end up being up. We end up losing hope because of what we are going through, because of the hardship we have faced, because of the troubles, because of the atmosphere surrounding you. It is not all that pleasing as a life of believers. So you are in that situation and listen, Is really good Does really God love me? What does really God feel for me? So in such situations, what can you do as a believer? so that you may be encouraged so that you may come to live in the will of God because i know life will not always be with life will not always be full of happiness and joy there are times troubles will come there are times trials will come in our lives and we really feel that we are left out god is not on our side because we see David, even David, when he was passing through persecution, when Saul was persecuting him, when Saul was after him, he reached a point and he cried because of the, the troubles he was going through, Lord, my Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? But does it really, does God really forsake us when we are in hard situations? That one is obvious. God cannot. Forsake us, but because of the situation we always go through, we always tend to forget and think that God has left us, we are now alone. But He made His promise clear to us that He will never forsake us nor fail us. So, if we have that in mind, and you are in such a situation where you feel that the Lord is not with you, and you make decisions and you try to read, to read the one, you feel like <clears throat> in such a situation there is no text I can read but I feel encouraged the Bible did not address this I think this one, Jesus did not talk about it, I think this one, the authors of the Bible did not address it directly, I cannot understand it's such situations But feel you are really alone, here at some points do not, here at some things which will help us to know and to encourage our lives when you're in such situations. So, first of all, we need to have to be in fellowship with the Lord. You personally, you need to have that close relationship without you need to have that close relationship with the Lord. So, not only be going, not, don't be a Christian always attends church, always fellowships when you are met as a congregation, when you have a Bible study, but have time as a person where you commit yourself to God, where you pour out your heart to God, you fellowship with God then you will be able to be encouraged in the situations where you feel that you're alone. But if you are a person, always fellowships in a group of people. There are times, there are places where you will be and there are no Christians, there are no brothers around you who will encourage you and you need to devote yourself as an individual to the Lord. So you need to build up this relationship, you need to build up this fellowship, individual fellowship with the Lord so that you, when you're found in such a circumstance, when you're found in such a situation, you can still be encouraged. The Spirit of God can still empower you when you feel that you are down, when you feel that you are hopeless. The Spirit of the Lord fills you with that hope, gives you the joy in, inside of you. A text for us to read is in 1 John chapter 1, 6-7. Hope you have time and read about it. Then the other thing is seeking the principles from the Word of God. There are times When we just rush into the Bible because of the situation we are going through and you just want to find that verse which talks about the situation you are going through. But you need to take time. Think about the principles of the word of God. What does the word of God say? How do I have to deal with such situation? Paul addressed this. He reminded the Corinthians where they, when they were having disputes among the believers in the first Corinthians 10:6. He reminded them about the life of the Israelites when God rescued them from the Egyptian slavery, and they were fought, they were being led by the rock. And he says that this rock is Jesus Christ, and this is the very rock in which they water when they were in the desert, when they were starving, they were thirsty. This is the very log which Moses sit on and it outflowed water. So he reminded them, but though they took from the rock of life, which is called Jesus, of course, which we believe that it was Jesus, not all of them that God was praised with them. At the end of the day, most of them disobeyed God most of them lost trust in god and guess what happened they were there straight they were not able to reach in the promised land. so Moses was reminding the Corinthians of this that let this be an example for last to run from so as a believer today you also need to seek the principles of the word let's learn from what happened before because what happened before Gives us courage, encourages us when we are in hard situations. If you read the book of Job, I don't think anyone of us has ever written such a situation, but when you try to read it for sure and meditate upon it, you'll be encouraged in the situation you'll be going through. So let's learn to seek for the principles of the Word of God. When we feel like the situation we're in, God has taken us. Then the other thing is, obtain advice from bodily counsellors. So this is a key thing for us as Christians. You need to be having bodily counsellors around you, people who speak into your life, people who can encourage you when you're down. So when you find yourself in such a situation, at least meet a friend or call a friend whom you trust that he really works like God's principle can encourage you in such a situation. Solomon wrote about it in Proverbs eleven fourteen when he was saying that without guidance the people fall so if you are wrong and you don't have guidance you make your decision as an individual you will end up making wrong decisions, you may end up giving up, you may end up becoming exhausted, but if you have godly counselors around you, if you have believers around you whom you can seek guidance from, then it is better for you to do that, this one will help you, and sometimes like when you're struggling with what does really God want you to do, it's the ministry I'm doing now the one God wants me to do. So, as you're praying, you also seek advice from godly people. They will help you to understand, to know God's will in your life. Then the other thing is, use common sense as you're deciding. Sometimes we don't, we ignore the essence of common sense. We forget that it is God Who is working through our minds and heads, so that he can manifest his way to us? So, if you use common sense, you sit down and think about it as a person who has sense, not as full as as fools do. But you think about it with godly wisdom, you'll be able to identify. Because I know sometimes. We take some decisions when we are hungry, we take some decisions when you are anxious, we take some decisions when we are nervous, which is not right. Never and ever take a decision when you are in such a situation, when you feel you are nervous, you have lost your temper, you are anxious. No, that's not the right time for you to take a decision because the decision you will be taking may not benefit you, but it is better for you to fast sit, settle, Think about the situation you're going through. Think the positive and the negative side. Try to the balance. Then seek for God's castle. Then you'll be able to come up with the right decision. Sometimes that's why we find very many ministers, very many servants of God, the one we call servants of God, because they didn't come because they didn't first think about what they are going to do, they end up Falling in troubles, falling into sin because of the quick decisions they took without taking time to think about it. Because you may feel that you have passion for this, you don't take time to think about it. Then you end up making a foolish decision and at the end of the day you regret. So you need to sit down, pray ask for God's wisdom as you use your sense, because God works through our minds as Paul says in Philippians 2 13, work through our minds so that he may manifest his soul to us. So let's allow God to use us in every aspect, in every circumstance of life. That's why, that's how we shall be able to know God's will for our life. So this is not an is a thing where you say maybe you get you get your documents you get your qualifications get a vehicle or just walk around in the office and look for a career no knowing your life is something which needs constant prayer a river fellowship with the lord having bodily counsel around you so that you may be able to really understand what God wants you to do. Because His will for us is to be glorifying Him in whatever you do. M- Note that you glorify God in some things, then in other things, you do them by your own will as all you wish, but in whatever you do. Can you read that verse? It's 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whatever you do, glorify god everything every aspect of life let your life be for the glory of god then his will be manifest in your life that's all what i can say i see our time is up so that's what i had for us thank you amen
1: may god bless you so, much. May, bless you so much may god bless you so much this is so awesome and so great Father, we thank you for this evening, for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us. Indeed, let's follow the God's will and we shall be saved. My final remarks, all things come to an end. Summer ends, friendships end, marriages end, life ends, And eventually the world as we know it ends. So in this passage, we always need to know that Paul reminds us that God has a plan for the end. At that time, Christ will hand over the keys to God the Father. All authority on earth will cease because Christ will be the authority and ruler of the world. There will be an end to political corruption and power wars. <laughs> when you hear those things of Ukraine Russian war, you hear things of Sumania, China is against this country. Wars are wars everywhere. will come as he promised until then we serve and wait for that glorious day so we need to know that and we need to put that in our own so um, my evening perspective for the last time (laughs) i normally have that what to call my perspective i mean the personal perspective it is impossible to please everyone and that is especially true when you are trying to change things so the message of jesus called for change when we bring the same message to the world we can expect problems we might wonder why anyone would be against justice and love or compassion and forgiveness but we see evidence all the time of people who try to resist it's because we all have ideas about the shield of just all who should have justice or mercy or who should be forgiven Okay, there is a need for some people to see punishment that seems more like faith than justice and it seems that no one is interested in mercy. Just talk about forgiveness. So with the extra mile, not returning violence with violence. Yes, don't return violence with violence. Does that look like the community you live in? if so i want to move there because it doesn't look like mine when we try to turn this around we are not met with encouragement i guess we should be surprised when people turn against the prophets of our time the pastors of our time the teachers of the word of our time the evangelists of our time <laughs> and it always should, <laughs> shouldn't surprise us that people don't want to get involved and keep their heads because they don't want to to get hurt. So to spread the good news takes courage but if we persevere eventually there will be people who will still listen and the world will become a more loving place. Let us pray as we are crossing up. Lord I know that your plans for the world are in motion. One day you will come and put an end to the suffering of this world. You will take your rightful place as the ruler of this world. I look forward to the day when I will see you at the last and worship you in all your glory. May your will prevail in our lives and may you keep us day and night. We believe in you and we would like to do exactly what you requires us to be. Father King of Glory, there is nothing and there is nothing that we we can do without you. It's only you that we can trust only you that you can put our trust in and by your word and by your grace we shall make it. King of glory lead us for the next step in Jesus name we pray it. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen let us meet on Friday that's going to be our next live podcast and this is the number one and 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 number one, and number one. <laughs> church radio yeah May God bless you so much. Please
0: have a good night.
1: Picture this, an eight-year-old kid growing up in Georgia, having a hard time with the world that he was seeing. Coming home from school, scared to death and always wondering what kind of mood his dad would be in kind of home can do a number on you mom and dad broke up and i guess i broke too i grew up thinking nothing good could ever come from a story like mine but who turns a broken dream into a life free